model train show got more spectators than our football team. After 30 odd years of being a centre back, finally found out he's got a long throw. He was at this terrible club actually, um, this small club near Wrexham. Hello and welcome to EFL at URN. This is episode number eight of season two. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Harry Wang. I'm joined by Luke Green. Lukey, how are we? Good. Better than probably last time we recorded. I think that Shrewsbury haven't scored in a month. No. Uh, we scored two goals in two games. I know. Off the charts, really. And it's impressive. I know. Yeah. Well, we're picking up points, which is more than you can say about Milton Keynes. Yes, it is. Thank you. We've got not as many games to run through today, obviously because it's international weekend. Um, so no championship, only a couple in League One. So we have quite a bit of focus on League Two to start off the show. We've got a few standout games to look at and also uh, a few managerial sackings that we can talk about as well. So plenty of stuff still to talk um, we're going to talk one game which was actually on TV at the weekend. So if you saw it, fair play. It was on at Sky. Early kickoff on Saturday, half 12. Uh, and this is one of the surprise results of the weekend. Well, no, I say surprise. Mansfield are yet to lose a game. Um, but Notts County were top of the table. So Notts County won Mansfield Town 4. The game started well for County. Uh, Dan Crowley getting on the score sheet early on to continue his good form. Third minute. Uh, but you know, Mansfield, they really sort of got going in the second half. But before half-time, Reid picked up a goal. Uh, and then the second half, goals come from Bailey Cargill, Aidan Flint and uh, Lucas Aikens to make it 4-1. Luke, what, it's been great for Mansfield, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. The only team in the EFL not to lose a game yet this season. They're looking really impressive. Obviously, they've got people like Keller Dunn in there. Uh, and they've added the likes of Aidan Flint. Could this be their year? Uh, looking at it at the moment, probably. I think they're definitely one of the favourites for automatics at the moment. I mean, obviously, with three automatic places available, it's easier in League Two to get one of them. Um, but I think this game, again, it, it was a surprise about how big the gap was in this game. I, I think Notts County obviously started well first five minutes, but the next 85, I think it was mostly, if not all, Mansfield. For the rest of the game, they were just so clinical. Notts County's defence was abysmal, uh, non-existent, and yeah, Clough's side really put Notts to the sword, and it's again one of them games that Notts have conceded more than two goals, um, which has become a bit repetitive for them this season. Yeah, I'm looking at the the stats here for Mansfield, they've been in League 2 since 2014-15, so... I want to say, have they been the longest-serving team in League 2 now without changing? Maybe. I can't... No other team's coming to my head at the moment. Prob- I'm sure there's probably somebody else in there with them. But, you know, it. this is a fantastic chance for them. They've got a great sort of partnership up front, as already mentioned, with Aikens, Caledon. Caledon, a fantastic signing for them last year. Uh, Defence, as I mentioned, Aidan Flint coming in. But they've also added the likes of Bailey Cargill, George Williams... So yeah, they're looking really, really strong, and you know, hopefully, Coffey can finally actually get them over the line and up into League One, um, because you know the way they're playing at the moment, they definitely deserve it. On the other hand, then, as you said, Notts County, uh, 
it seems to be that you know they follow a very similar pattern to teams that play this style. So the the best way to compare them to is Southampton, or what was Swansea under Russell Martin. Teams that like to play this passing around the back when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Teams will punish them by not just one goal, and in this case, four goals. But then again, you know, if as long as they stick to it, you know, they, they do play nice football and they look like a really good team. Yeah, uh, I think I'll answer your previous question. Mansfield, the, the second longest serving team in League Two. Do you want to have a guess at the first one? Uh, that's so many teams. There, there is 24 teams. There yeah, is. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm going to go for Wolves. No. Newport. Yep. Yes. You're right. 13 14 season. <laughs> promoted to League One. League Two, yeah. Anyway, do you think. So, for me, I'm going to put Notts County and Mansfield are coming up. Definitely top playoffs. Definitely, I, I think, automatics. Uh, I'm not too sure. I, I think Stockport and Mansfield are probably the favourites at the moment. Obviously, actually, no. Wrexham will be the favourites uh, with the bookies anyway because it's Wrexham. Uh, but I think the actual favourites will probably be Stockport, Mansfield, and probably not at the moment, actually. Yeah. Uh, the top three. Hmm. Um, I think I don't think Crew would be strong enough to be. I don't know. I think it'd be a long shot for my uh, Crew to finish in the automatics, even though they started really well. And <coughs> Swindon as well. We saw them the other night. They didn't. They looked non-existent compared to Knotts last Tuesday. So yeah. at the moment, I can't really see them getting automatics either. I think if Gillingham get a good manager in, they'll probably be one of the favourites. There's only one point gap between seventh and third, uh, even a two point gap between eighth and third. So it's all to play for, really. It is indeed. I think we'll have to keep an eye on both these teams. But yeah, very impressed when I last saw Knots, but that wasn't the case when we watched them on TV. Um, right, we're going to move on to another game then. Uh, and this game is going to be Forest Green Rovers versus Colchester United, uh, where the team that started the season really bad Forest Green have absolutely smashed Colchester mm-hmm. 5-0 uh, goals coming from Morton McAllister Taylor and Stevens picking up two as well late on um, Luke it's not been an ideal start as I've said there Forest Green right at the bottom of the table was this result surprising or is it just just going to be the turn that they needed yeah it was very surprising I think the players are obviously edged on by uh, the news of the new wooden stadium that's mm. coming uh, in the next few years which I really want to go to actually <laughs> so it's a wooden stadium in the middle of nowhere um, but I think this match was really dependent on Bingy getting sent off in the 47th minute I think Forest Green were only 1-0 up by then mm. and I think that really did change the game uh, because then it was 11 against 10 and the 11 were already in front so I mean, it was a complete collapse by Colchester United. Um, but I think Forest Green played against 10 men pretty well. Yeah, Forest Green are 23rd in the table. But the likes of the players they've got, Troy Deeney, for example, up front, Matty Taylor was on the bench in this game. So they're just two players of quite a few in this team who score a lot of goals. Um, and if you're looking in the defence, they've got Dabo recently at Coventry at left-back. Um, and they've got Bernard who's done this before got promoted with them last time they've got good players it's just what do you think's going wrong do you think it's the relegation you know they're still in that losing mentality or is it something a bit deeper 
Yeah, I don't think the the gap in skill is that big between bottom of League One, top of League Two. Mm. So I think they're still trying to get used to playing against good sides, and they have been playing against good sides this season. And I think hopefully for Forest Green, this will be the game to click mm. uh, to make it all click for them. Uh, they should really be higher up uh, the table, seeing as they have got Troy Deeney, who was in the Championship last season. Yeah. Um, and should be more than good enough for this level and Matt Taylor as well um, as well as Omotoye and Dabo um, but yeah it's I think we'll keep an eye on it and I think this result has probably scared Tranmere silly really at the moment and Colchester or Colchester uh, definitely yeah let's move on to Colchester then they're obviously the team that's lost here they've had a not a great start to the season as well they only sit one place above uh, Forest Green and that's 22nd um, again, slow start. They've not created a lot of goals. I mean, Joe Taylor, their top goal scorer, has done quite well. But you know, what 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 do you think's been the problem for you before we look at any more stats? Uh, with Colchester, probably <clears throat> uh, the goals conceded. They conceded quite a lot of goals. I mean, even when we saw them beat Knotts the other day, uh, the week they conceded four in that game. Yeah, um, and that was really one. They've conceded 25 goals so far this season out of 12 games. So that's more than two goals conceded a game. So it's, it's obviously to do with defensive issues. Uh, they Again, if you're a team down the bottom of the league, you really need a, a strong defence to keep up really with the rest of the league and stay in the league. Uh, we've seen so many teams throughout the years thrive upon that strong defence, even though they don't have a very good attack. And... I do think Colchester really need to work on that. And I, I think that Knotts game was probably a bit of an anom- anomaly. Yeah, one thing also I've noticed is that they, they tend to, they've already picked up three red cards this season. Um, and we're not that far. I know we've, we're we in double figures now for games, but that's still quite a lot. And they've got a lot of yellow cards. Egbo picking up suspension as well because he's got five yellows. Uh, and there's a majority of the team are on four or three. So, discipline. Do you think that could be a reason why they're conceding a lot of goals? Yeah, we've seen it with Fleetwood and League uh, 1 as well. I think they've got four red cards this season. I mean, it obviously plays a massive role in them losing games because obviously you're against it for a lot of games. And I think, I think Morecambe as well have picked up a lot of red cards uh, this season in the league. Um, but I, I think that's mainly a bit unlucky. And, and Morecambe under Derek Adam seemed to have a, a solid defence to... Can well, compete with ten men, and they seem to thrive on it like they did last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, winning three one. Um, so, I think it does depend on your def- defensive stability, really, because a, a team that goes down to ten men will lose most of the time, but they should really make the game very hard for the opposition because all the onus is on the team with eleven men, isn't it? It is indeed. I think we'll have to keep an eye on these two. Unlike Knox County, Mansfield at the top of the table, I think these two are looking very... Well, not relegation-threatened. Yeah, there's still a lot of football to be played, but... They'll be in a relegation battle. Yeah, there needs to be a quick turnaround sooner rather than later. Um, right, we've got two more games in League 2 to talk about. Uh, and the next one is my team, actually. We haven't spoken about them in quite a few weeks. No, I think there's probably I've, a reason for that. Yeah, I've not been wanting to. Um, but... At the weekend, it was MK Dons 2, uh, Barrow 2. Uh, the game started 
I was going to say really well, he didn't really start very well. Um, but MK Dons managed to pull himself 2-0 up before half-time, thanks to the youngster, Max Dean. He looks really good, by the way. Really good. Good. Really good. I don't know why he's not been playing. Um, but he picked up two goals. But MK Dons were not the best team. Um, they were getting outplayed by Barrow. Um, they managed to hold on that 2-0 lead to the 93rd minute, when substitute Ben Whitfield, obviously a star player for Barrow last year, uh, managed to find the net, and then two minutes later in the 95th, uh, Barrow got the equaliser. Pretty much the last kick of the game. Um, and this draw has seen MK Dons go eight games without a win. They haven't won since August. Uh, they've you know, they've gone from winning four out of five of the first mm-hmm. games, being top of the table, um, to now being 16th. And it has seen Graham Alexander be released of his duty today, been yeah. sacked. So let's go on to Graham Alexander then. Um, do you think he was ever the right man for the job? Um, at the beginning, yes. I think he had the ideas that he talked a good game. Um, he came in and basically said he was trying to model us off a Coventry or a Luton. He had basically gone from League 2 to top-end championship by using similar sort of players and that sort of idea. But I, I was always very worried from... I, th- I can't remember, remember if we were talking... Uh, during pre-season, we didn't win a game in pre-season. Yeah, you, you were basically saying you, you might be in a relegation battle this season yeah. after pre-season. But then August hit. August and, hit, yeah. Uh, he was manager of the month for August. Yeah, we had a fantastic... I don't know where it came from, because yeah, the pre-season we were losing to non-league teams, which shouldn't be happening, um, especially with the players we've got. We've got players who will be happily in League One, players who should be top-end okay. League Two. Alex Gilby, for example, just got promoted, and Jack Payne. Um, Jonathan Lecco would be a league one exactly leader. and this is what this is another problem we've had a few of our players have disappeared the so called injured but it's no it's not been hidden that Jonathan Lecco and Alexander have had problems yeah um, it's been at times where Lecco has been substituted and he's physically invert well not ver- we can't verbally hear him but you can see he's been upset by it um, and he's not been in the squad for the last couple of weeks He's disappeared. Uh, Dean Lewington has apparently been injured since pre-season. That may be true, but I don't think it is. He played a couple of weeks ago, fine, but why is he He's not even on the bench now? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit worrying. And he's made, he made, to be fair, he tried to make some changes, but some of them were a bit, what are you doing, um, if that makes sense. Uh, he started playing Daniel Harvey, our left-back at left centre-back. You know, Harvey's a great player, I love him, but he's not a left centre back, he's a he's a wing back. Um so yeah, a lot of things sort of went wrong for him and I think he sort of lost the squad a bit. Um but I'm happy well I'm not happy that I never want somebody to be sacked, but I'm happy that it's happened now because the amount of times Don's have done it where you sack somebody in January, what what they're gonna do. This gives us time to get a new manager in now. You can have well, two months to uh, look at the squad and then do a good January transfer window and hopefully there's enough time still left the season to get us promoted. Yeah, so as we've got a lot of time, we'll go on to the odds yeah. of the favourites uh, for the next uh, Milton Keynes manager. Um, so we'll start off with, let's start with the third most likely, uh, Danny Cowley, uh, the Cowley brothers. Mm. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I'd be happy with them. Uh, they obviously proved what they could do with Lincoln. That was the time elite. Obviously, got Lincoln promoted to the league, um, but they did well there. 
it didn't really go their way by the time they got up to the championship. You know, at Stoke, it wasn't wasn't really right. And I think, you know, they're looking for a fresh start. So maybe dropping back down to League 2, a league that they did well in, that could be it. I think there's a few others on the list which I'd be more yeah, happy so with. I, I but... think your favourite for the job, yeah, your, your, the one that you want, is Cole Robinson. He's second yeah. favourite at 72. Um, any thoughts about him? I know he gave you um, some good times. Yes, he's... He's a manager that he's a fan's favourite manager. Obviously, he was our longest serving manager, and for a time, he was the longest serving manager in the EFL. I think he's an amazing manager, um, especially in this League Two, League One era. Obviously, he was the assistant for Sam Allardyce. That was his last job when he was at Leeds. Didn't really go to plan, but you know, it was a bit it was quite an impossible challenge. But you know, he's proven what he can do at multiple clubs. Um, with us, he got us promoted from League Two to League One. Um, League One, then to the Championship, and then it's when we got relegated from the Championship. That's where it sort of went wrong. But you know, we beat Man United four 0 under him. That was an amazing night, one of the best nights of my life. That, um, and after post the MK Dons, he was at Charlton, got them in the in the playoffs, and Oxford, he got them in the playoffs a few times, and he, I think he was there five six seasons, and it just sort of went a bit stale. Um, that's why, for me, that's why I saw it went wrong last season. But, you know, if he's willing to come down to League 2, happily take him. Yeah, and then there's obviously the favourite, the, the hipster's pick, I mm. think, uh, is Mike Williamson of Gateshead. Yes. Apparently, his style of football is really like Notts Counties at the moment. Yeah. A very slow build-up, intricate passing, but they do score a lot of goals at National League level, and they've, they've gotten sixth. And for Gateshead, that's an incredible achievement for them to get. Case had sick for the National League. So, what do you think about him? I think this is the standard MK Dons choice. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we went for Alexander last time, more experienced. But before this, it was Mark Jackson. It was um, even Russell Martin. We gave him his first manager. Uh, we've had Dan Machici in the past. He was the England under sixteen coach. We gave him his first job. Um, so I understand for Williams, this isn't going to be his first job, but. It is in the league. I'm saying he's the Newcastle legend. Is it 150 games or something for Newcastle uh, in the top flight? But, you know, he, I wouldn't be upset because of how well he's doing at Gateshead. But I'm a little bit... I don't mind giving these new managers chances as long as it... I'm getting to say now it needs to start working because this is going to be our fourth manager in... Mm-hmm. Is it two seasons? Something, Something crazy like that. Even Liam Manning, we gave him his first chance. He's do- and he did really well. Obviously, he went wrong second season. But I'll be happy for us to start playing football again. Under Alexander, we, we sort of lost that identity that we built the last two seasons, which is where you know we do pass it around the back, uh, try and play nice pass- passing ball. We've got the players to do it. Alex Gilby, MJ Williams in midfield. So, yeah, I think he's one to look at, look on for. I would rather have somebody with more experience, but you know I think he'd be a good person to get him. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Um, let's go on to the final game then. Yeah. Uh, let's go away from the misery of Milton Keynes Thank and you. then the, to the misery of Wrexham winning. Three um, two. This was Wrexham, Salford City. Uh, goals from Smith in the fifteenth and thirty sixth minute. Uh, then goals from Elliot Lee in the thirty ninth minute. Fletcher in the 88 from Davis in the 89th it's a typical Wrexham it's a typical Wrexham performance at the moment yeah. uh, scoring late late goals at home 
and it really does put them in that promotion picture now because if they would have lost this match like it looked like they were going to the 88th minute they would be solidly mid-table and people well would be still be talking about them but shouldn't have been talking about them as promotion challenges uh, what do you think about this game Harry? <coughs> um, yeah no it's, it's as you said it's, it's turning into that classic Wrexham performance they've um, picked up three wins in three games now so moving up the table nicely obviously had a slow start to the year um, obviously we've said MK Dons but they lost 5-3 on the opening day and then from there they picked up a draw against Wimbledon and then there was a few more losses along the road but no they're, they're, they're a team that's we've spoken about before who will be picking up these late goals when you've got players such as Stephen Fletcher for example coming off the bench um, you know Salford haven't really got anybody who could, they can respond with of that quality so the chances were always going to come at the end and one player I want to highlight as well is Jordan Davis um, I think he's a fantastic player he's one that's been on the Wrexham documentary I don't know if you've seen him but he's been there from nearly around the start but he's come on and he's he's picked up a couple of goals already this season. He's I would like to see him start a little bit more, but he's a you know a really good player, the one that they haven't bought in into the club. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of this from Wrexham, just purely as I said, how strong their squad is. Um, and I think Salford, I'm a bit worried about them as well this year. Yeah, I don't think Salford will be any danger of relegation I think recently they have shown glimpses of what they were last season mm. um, obviously they have back to back defeats at the moment but that was against Stockport and Wrexham two of the strongest teams in the division but before that they went three unbeaten in the league uh, three wins in a row mm. Newport, Sutton and Crew. The, the Crew one being the standout for me 4-2 against Crew. I mean apparently they'd had some referee decisions go their way or something like that um, but that's a very good performance at Crew. Um, my my the my biggest worry for Salford at the moment is the age of their squad. Yeah, it's um, old, isn't it? It's so, so when they first got promoted to League Two, you saw them bringing in this young, exciting talent. A lot of it, I understand, was on loan from Man United. Um, so you had Bernard, the uh, Dishon Bernard, the mm-hmm. centre back. He was on loan for a couple of seasons from Man United. He's now at Hull in the Championship. But their centre backs at the moment, you got Mariapa and Tilts. Marapas 37, Tilts 32. Striker up top, uh, Matt Smith 34. Midfield, uh, you've got Lunds 32. Uh, goalkeeper, Cairns 30. I'm a bit worried that you know they've sort of changed how they were. I understand these older players probably were cheaper because they're getting them on for mm-hmm. not a lot of money, but it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like a team on the way up it seems more on a team you know I feel like the best players Elliot Watt will probably depart the club at some point this season and maybe Luke Bolton as well um, good signing for them was Luke Garbutt but again it's 30 I think the theory is that older players are less fit than younger players yeah um, and I think that's probably proven in this game yeah as they can see the two late goals I think there will be questions around whether if they had a younger squad they might be able to hold out because it's not really ideal to have players over the age of 33, 34 um, being in it's that all right. Room. It's alright having one or two, but you, your you whole team... Core. Yeah. Your whole like Like I said, when they first came up, it was quite exciting, uh, all these young players. And it's a lot of teams at the moment that are getting promoted from this division. They're buying young 
whether that be picking up Premier League players that are getting released or uh, how many people like Thomas Asante, for example, mm-hmm. that was the model they should have stuck to. Bought yeah. him in. He's they they picked him up from uh, League One Academy and then he's moved on up to the Championship. Bought some money into the club. There's no sort of financially they don't benefit either from these older players. No, and I understand you know they've got money. They've got they've got the Man United Saudi sort of backing, haven't they? But not a lot of it. Nothing oh. compared to Wrexham. No. So the money is useful. Yeah, so the documentary derby did go the way of Wrexham this time. Um, hopefully not next time. But um, should we round that off then? That's League 2 done. It is. Uh, run us through the other scores, I think. I will do. So this was all on Saturday 14th of November. Not November, that's next month, October. Uh, started off with Notts County 1, Mansfield 4, AFC Wimbledon 0, Bradford 1, Crew Alexander 2, Tramier Rovers 0, Doncaster Rovers 4, Sutton United 1, Forest Green Rovers 5, Colchester 0, Grimsby Town 0, Accrington Stanley 2, a very good goal by Sean Worley, um, Harrogate Town 1, Stockport County 3, Milton Keynes 2, Barrow 2, Morecambe versus Crawley Town, the only game in League 2 to be postponed mm. due to international call-ups, Swindon 2, Newport County 0, Walsall 4, Gillingham 1 and Wrexham 3, Salford City 2. Lovely stuff. Right, uh, looking at the table then, let's look at the changes that have happened. Bottom two uh, does remain Sutton United in 24th, Forest Green in 23rd. Uh, in the playoffs we have Gillingham in 7th, Swindon above them, Wrexham and Crewe in 4th. And then the top three, Mansfield Town in 3rd, Notts County 2nd and new top of the tables, Stockport County after their five wins on the road. Uh, right. Luke, it's your turn for da 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 da, quick fire predictions. Predictions. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling? Yeah, fine. Feeling good. Yeah, I mean, I think League Two is probably really hard to predict. Well, yeah. so are the rest of the divisions, really. To be honest. Mm. No, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, we have two games that are going to take place on Friday, so Friday the twentieth this week, uh, and we are, the rest are going to take place on Saturday. So let's start with the Friday games. Uh, up first, Newport County versus Walsall. One all. And then we have Tranmere versus Doncaster. Three 0 Doncaster. Moving on to Saturday, three o'clock kickoffs. We have Accrington Stanley versus MK Dons. A one 0 Accrington Stanley. We then have Barrow versus FC Wimbledon. Two all. Then Bradford Wrexham. One all. Colchester versus Harrogate. Two 0 Harrogate. Crawley Town versus Crew. Two all. Gillingham versus Notts County. 1-0 Notts County. Mansfield versus Forest Green. 3-1 Mansfield. Salford versus Swindon. 2-0 Swindon. Stockport versus County. Stockport County, sorry. Sorry, I just said Stockport versus County. Yeah. Uh, Stockport County versus Grimsby. 1-0 Stockport. And then finally, Sutton versus Morecambe. 4-0 Morecambe. Lovely stuff. Right, we're going to move on to our newest segment, uh, which is, what is it, Luke? Guess the player. Do the scene. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, 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 the player. And it's my turn to pick a player for you all to guess. Um, the one I picked's got quite a quite a long sort of background, but we'll get there. We will get there. Uh, are you ready? Yep. So this player came through the Tottenham Hotspur Academy, but. Yeah, we'll start with that. We'll say Tottenham Hotspur to start with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he then went on loan to Brentford, uh, and then he went on loan to Hull. Yeah. Uh, he then played a game for Tottenham before going on loan to Sheffield Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then he went on loan to Swindon. And then he went on loan to Toronto FC second team, and then he got Toronto FC first team. Right, great. Any guesses yet? No. <laughs> um, and then he completed a free transfer, uh, I'll give you the year, 2013, to Royal Antwerp. Uh, after that, he was only at Royal Antwerp for a year, where he went to OH Leuven for a free transfer. From there, he was bought, he played 58 games for them. Uh, from there, he was bought by Lenz. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing 48 games. He was then uh, went to Borussia Sapor in 2018. From... Very EFL focused this year. <laughs> oh, he gets a bit more later. From there, he went to Toulouse. Yeah. When he was at Toulouse, he went on loan to Nottingham Forest. Here we go. We're going back to EFL. Uh, what, what year is that? Uh, 2019. Um, he then went as on a free to Doncaster Rovers. Played 43 games. And so now he didn't do very well then. And now he's at Notts County. He's played 41 games. So right last season then. Last season and this season. We've seen him play. Would you like anything else? He's 31. Uh, John Bostock. Boss yes, what a, yeah. well done. Well done. Oh, yeah, on the last clue. I knew... I knew it was someone he did play abroad. Yeah. I, I did look at his history like a year ago when he, well, probably like six months ago when yeah. he in the final. I was like, I, I haven't really seen him around, you know. I've, I I liked him a lot when he was at Doncaster. Mm. When they, yeah, I, I watched him play against MK Dons obviously a couple of years ago, but he really stood out. Um, oh, oh, really? No, he controlled the game. Oh, yeah, with his mobile, but he, he definitely controlled the game. Um, and he's been a star player for Notts County under Luke Williams. So yeah, I think he's quite lucky to. I mean, he's he's a player who, I think, is quite lucky sometimes to not get red carded. Yeah, I think he, he toes the line pretty well. He treads the line pretty well. I think after he gets a needless yellow, he just stays out of it the rest of the game. I don't mm. know. I think that's what's making great. Although he he nearly threw away the playoff final, didn't he? Yes. That penalty was not yes. great. Yes, he did. Uh, right, let's move on then to League One. We're only going to look at two games because there wasn't that many games. Um, but I saw something this week for our first game that basically said Stevenage have been found out. You saw that, did you? Did you send me that? Yes. Yeah, Stevenage have been found out. Uh, and the well, reason for that was this game went the way Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool won this game 3-0. Rhodes getting on the score sheet. Dale and CJ Hamilton with the final goal in the 78th minute. Quite a clean sweep. Blackpool find themselves 7th now and Stevenage 5th. Stevenage are dropping down the table. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think Stevenage have been found out. I think it's come a bit quicker than it did last year because I, I think they were found out towards the end of mm. the season last year. They've won one match in five, if I'm correct. They've won one in five in all competitions. Um, but to be fair to them, they have been going up against Oxford, Bolton, Wigan, who 
traditionally are good, but not recently. Uh, Wickham and Blackpool. So I think it, it probably is a bit unfair to them to say that they've been found out completely. But I do think they've been found out against them big teams, the big teams that will be fighting up there. And I think it was obviously Steve Evans's idea to to get them up into the playoffs this season. And I think it's games like this which shows the difference between a playoff team and a mid-table team. And I think Stevenage at the moment that will look like they're heading towards a mid-table team. Yeah, well, Blackpool obviously had the slow start, but then again they got relegated. They held on to a lot of their players, so you, you make a good point there. This is this Blackpool team will be the standard that you need to beat to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, a lot of their players were in the Championship last year. I think most of their players were in the Championship last year, bar Pennington, who was at this terrible club, actually. Um, this small club near Wrexham. Um, but, you know, Stevenage, yeah, I, I think they've been found out as well a little bit. But then again, if they can keep in this sort of area, we saw this last year, January comes around, they could have a good transfer window. They picked up a few good players last January just because of the league positions. Uh, and one of them who's been their, one of their best players this year, Jake Forstakaski, um, the former Brighton and Charlton player. So... I think we'll have to keep an eye on it. Um, what do you think about Blackpool then, Luke? Do you think, is this going to be enough, like the squads and the way they're playing and the manager, obviously Critchley's back, to get them into the playoffs? You know, cause it's, it's, it, the league's not as competitive as it's been in the past, but then again, a lot of teams are performing very well early on. Yeah, I think this is probably the worst the league's ever been, well, in the last five years. Uh, I think this is probably the worst the league's ever well, that has been in the last five years. Um, there's not much quality in the league. They're just good teams. Yeah. Um, there's not outstanding not a lot teams of money at the moment. Either. There's not a lot of money. There's no Sheffield Wednesdays or Ipswiches this season or Milton Keynes. Um, so, yeah. Is anybody's to get the top six? And I think Blackpool are a shoe-in for a top six at the moment. I think they've amended their defensive fragility at the back I don't think they really had but a couple of games they have uh, by popping Matthew Pennington right into that back five um, they've got a great midfield I think all they're lacking is a partner for Rhodes at the moment I think Rhodes has been a, a good buy and I think he scored 30 odd goals last time he was in League One something like that really? for, for Preston yeah um, so he's looking like a good buy um, they just need to keep it up now I think they're clicking into gear and I think Come January, they'll be right up in the conversation for automatics. You would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Like as you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's not a lot of money, not a lot of teams where you look at it and go, yeah, they're full of quality. So yeah, you make a good point. Um, if we are just to look at the table quickly, seeing as we're here, Derby County. Yeah. Um, ninth. Yeah. You know they have got a bit of quality still in there. Um, obviously they've got Paul Warren as a manager. You know, a manager that's proven to get teams promoted from here. But Craig Forsyth, Sonny Bradley just got promoted to the Premier League. He's there. Um, Connor Horahane, Elliot Embleton, Max Bird. I mean, I could keep going. Up top, Waghorn, James Collins, Mendes Lang, Connor Washington just from Rotherham in the Championship. And then ninth. Yeah, they haven't lost many games this season, only three. But it's not good enough. No, it's, it's that's 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 a fact. I think um, it's not good enough at all. Derby County should be top of League One by a long way. Yeah, the size of the the backing they have, the money they have, 
they should be top of the league and this is why I think it's, it's the perfect time to play them even though um, Shrewsbury not in a good way at the moment getting better slightly um, I think this is the perfect time to play them at home with your own crowd because I think at the Meadow at the weekend it's probably going to be an 8,000 um, so 8% full which Harry can only dream of um, there was a Hornby train convention at Stadium MK which had 5,000 people go that was more than we get at a home game there were buses turning up for that convention a model train show got more spectators than our football team yeah um, so I think perfect opportunity to play Derby at the moment they need a big result and I think at the weekend if it goes against them surely more than have a chance um, if we actually try and attack which I rate doubt but all Flanagan after 30 odd years of being a centre back finally found out he's got a long throw and uh, did you not know that? no <laughs> and uh, that is what all you need to unsettle a big team a long throw and it worked wonder one it wonders it did. It was very effective against Cambridge and I think it could be very effective against Derby County uh, a Derby County team who I don't know I think if they lose at the weekend there's going to be massive questions around Paul Warren yeah. massive because this Derby County team should be in the automatics at least yes definitely um, right let's move on to our final game uh, of the weekend then and that is Lincoln City versus Burton uh, this game went the way of Burton 1-0 and I really want to talk about Burton because a few weeks ago we said they weren't very good um, they've really turned it round uh, in their last the team form if we're including cup competitions yeah. um, there's no losses there there's four wins and a draw a draw against Reading beat Wigan 2-1 beat Cambridge 2-1 and they beat Lincoln 1-0 I won't talk about the cup game but Dino Mamria is really I think I think this squad's starting to come together because at the start of the season we were a bit worried they looked dysfunctional they uh just didn't seem to be clicking and we watched them play Leicester uh, in the cup well, no we didn't watch it but I watched yeah, it on TV yeah. watched it on TV where they played Leicester in the cup uh, I understand they played Leicester but they just looked disjointed um, but now it seems that you know the, the players that they brought in who are good players are starting to gel would you agree Luke or not? I think they had a, a hard start to the season I mean the teams they came up against were all in the top 12, hmm. apart from Shrewsbury, who they still lost against. Um, and in the last four or five games, they've all been below 12th place. So I think they're good at beating teams in and around them, but don't have that extra strength to go and beat teams in the top half of the table. I think Barr has shown his quality in the last couple of games too. Yeah. He's been a revelation. Um, but I think this game showed more about Lincoln than it did for Burton. It shows how, I don't want to say bad, but Lincoln aren't a very good football side at the moment. No. Uh, if you look at the XG, they've got the third worst yeah. in League One. Somehow they scored 14 goals off 10 XG. Who, who like, how has that happened? Um, <laughs> and when I watched them in person, I was not impressed with them at all. I think they really struggled against Shrewsbury Town. That, that shows that they probably will be in a relegation battle if they don't get their form picking up anytime soon because the last few games I've been really disappointed by them. I think for the most of the season I've been really disappointed by them. 
let's bottom, not forget that Blackpool game. Let's not forget. I did say that the, you know the big down at the bottom of the table in the predictions episode and you, you laughed me out of the room okay no no that didn't happen no it did that was you said I think they're going to play amazing football and they'll come near the top um, okay but yeah Lincoln it does need to change they've got a few good players still in there though Lasse Sorensen mm-hmm. Ethan Hamilton uh, this new I can't how do you say that Iro Howard <laughs> I'll have a look. Um, Iro Howard, or whatever your name is. Um, he's, not, he's probably Irish. There's, yeah, no, they, they, he's, he's Scottish. They've got, they've from got, St. Miriam. Yeah, they've got Man, Mandrew from Ireland too. Yeah. He's but, been doing well, but he obviously threw the game away from them this week. Got red carded, yeah. There's been a lot of red cards at the start of the season, haven't there? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I get what you mean. They they do need to sort it out. Um, they're not creating enough. They're not scoring. Well, they're scoring four over ten, but... Fourteen, sorry, over ten, but... No, it's weird. It's weird, but I don't think they'll get relegated. They're sat 16th. I think they're going to be all right. It's just, I think other teams like Shrewsbury pose more of a threat to relegation, but, you know, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I think they do need to sort it out at the moment, though, because it's nowhere near good enough. Yeah. I think they've had the backing and they've got the squad to push the top half of the table and they're not really doing that at the moment. No. Uh, right then, Luke, do you want to run us through the rest of the scores? Yeah, one sec. There wasn't many games, but... Yeah, so it was... Lincoln, nil. Burton Albion, one. Uh, Shrewsbury Town, one. Cambridge United, one. Uh, Blackpool, three. Stevenage, nil. And Carlisle United, nil. Leighton Orient, one. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, looking at the table then Cheltenham remain bottom only on two points from 12 games by the way we might have to talk about them next week um, above them Wigan uh, and then 22nd Reading and 21st Fleetwood uh, in the playoffs we have Bolton in 6th Stevenage 5th Peterborough 4th Barnsley 3rd Oxford oh sorry moving the top 2 Oxford in 2nd and Portsmouth top right then da 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 quick fire predictions we're going to do League 1 and the Championship uh, now because both will be playing uh, so are you ready to go for League One I am yeah right then starting on Saturday 25th of October 25th 21st of October at 3 o'clock we have Bolton Northampton 1-0 uh, Bolton Wanderers Burton versus Bristol Rovers 1-0 okay Charlton versus Reading 2-0 Charlton Athletic Cheltenham versus Cambridge 0-0 Exeter Wigan 1-0 Exeter Fleetwood versus Lincoln 1-0 Lincoln Leighton Orient versus Barnsley 2-0 Barnsley Oxford Blackpool 1-0 Oxford Peterborough versus Wickham 1-0 Wickham Portsmouth versus Carlisle 3-0 Portsmouth Shrewsbury versus Derby County 1-0 Shrewsbury and then finally Stevenage versus Port Vale 2-0 Port Vale and let's move on to the championship uh, are you ready? yeah so first game's going to be on Friday night 8 o'clock probably on TV mm-hmm. uh, Rotherham versus Ipswich uh, 4-0 Ipswich and then moving to Saturday the early kickoff at half 12 we have Preston versus Millwall 1-0 and then our other kickoffs <laughs> we have at 3 o'clock Blackburn Cardiff 2-0 Blackburn Bristol City versus Coventry 1-0 Huddersfield Town versus QPR 0-0 Hull versus Southampton 1-0 Hull Middlesbrough versus Birmingham 2-0 Birmingham 
Norwich Leeds. 1 0 Leeds. Stoke versus Sunderland. 1 0 Stoke. Swansea versus Leicester. 3 1 Leicester. Watford versus Sheffield Wednesday. 5 0 Watford. And finally, West Brom versus Plymouth. Uh, 2 all. I think we quickly we need to talk about the Birmingham City, City situation. Yeah. Uh, John Eustace leaving, having put Birmingham City safe. Yeah. No clue. Um, and then Wayne Rooney coming in. What do you think about the situation? Because it's a bit of an odd one. A very odd one. Why would you sack a manager doing really well for a manager? Well, it's a bit like Gillingham. They didn't do very well. Yeah, it is a bit. Um, I think, obviously, Birmingham have invested a little bit this year. They got money from Tabith Chong's uh, signing. Not yeah. signing, sorry, not signing. Sale. Sale. Five million came in for him. They've bought the likes of Ethan Laird from... Man United, they've got Lee Buchanan in, mm-hmm. obviously a player that played under Wayne Rooney at Derby. Um, Cody Drummer as well coming in from Leeds. Dion Sanders as well signed a couple of seasons ago. Keshi Anderson. So there's been a lot of signings. Sariki Dembele, Tyler Roberts. Jay Stansfield. Jay Stansfield. A lot of, si- lot of signings. So this is a team that's sort of moved away. Birmingham obviously under, when they had the stadium troubles, they're under that relegation sort of could it happen this year? That was a couple of seasons ago. They've now, for me, moved into a team that's sort of not quite playoffs, I'm going to say, because there's a few yeah. injury prones in there. Not quite playoffs, but in that sort of area again. And I think they've gone for the fact that, you know, Wayne Rooney did do well with Derby County. There was a lot of problems off the pitch, which obviously the reason why they went down. But he kept a team that was financially messed up so how many points? It was a ridiculous amount of points yeah, taken away. Yeah, I think it was at least away. 12. At least 12. I mean, was it 21? No, it's a lot more. It was, yeah, 21. 21. Um, and they only just got relegated. Yeah. So he's obviously a good manager. He didn't quite go his way at DC United, but look, I think he's going to do well. But it doesn't make sense for me changing the manager now, 12 games in. No. I think they've seen a star manager. Yeah being available and panicked really but it's not just Wayne Rooney is it it's Ashley Cole and John O'Shea yeah John O'Shea so I think we'll have to it's good exposure it is and it'll get a lot of more traction to the club but it, that's the only thing that these Americans that are coming into the clubs know money yeah basically that's all they really care about at the moment um, I mean they have invested into the, the stadium and the surrounding area as well but I think it's purely monetary gain yeah. for them. They could have kept with Eustace, who w- would have done a good job this season. And yeah, they've sacked him for an unknown, I think, at the moment, because they didn't do very well with DC United. No. No, they didn't. Um, anything else you want to add on that? No, not really. Lovely stuff. So that sort of wraps us up nicely there. Um, a reminder we have Instagram, that is underscore EFL at URN. We have TikTok, that is EFL at URN. Um, that's what I'm going to advertise for that. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, whatever you're listening to, we're on Apple and Spotify under URN Sport. Uh, we also have a YouTube where these podcasts get posted, and that is EFL at URN2. Luke, anything you want to add before we leave? No. Good stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, thank you for listening, and please do tune in next week. <laughs>